Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chelsea, source for all things Premier League, but starting with Chelsea first, and in this case, starting with the Women's World Cup first. The final is upon us, Ray. How are you feeling? Yeah, no, excited. Um, I'm going to miss it, actually, when it's finished, because it's been a really, really good World Cup. Um, and I think we're in for a really interesting uh, final, but also the third, the third, fourth place game as well. I think it's going to be a really couple of a really good couple of games this weekend. Yeah, it's been a tournament that we were looking forward to for a while. It was a little bit later than typically when you expect the World Cup to be. Mid July is when it kicked off, and here we are, almost a month later. It's coming to an end, and it's been we covered in the last episode a shocking. Uh, tournament with some of the results we've had uh, but in the case of England in the case of Spain they're one step one win away from completing a dream and being written in the history books as as the first uh, group of players to win the World Cup for their for their nation uh, but let's talk about how they got here so for Spain uh, semi-final against um, I'm blanking here for a second um, Sweden Sweden, yep. I, I knew it was England and Australia. Spain, Sweden, which was a tough one because uh, Sweden had come into it with good form, knocked the U.S. out, and and progressed along the way and made some um, big moves with their results. And they come up against Spain, but ultimately fall short. How I know you said Spain were one of your dark horses, if I remember back to the beginning. How impressed have you been with Spain? Yeah, I have actually been really impressed. Um... I think they've always, they had quite a lot of off-field issues leading up to the tournament. Um, with I think it was 15 players that just walked out of training. Right. Um, so I think the fact they've kind of put that behind them um, to get to the fight, their first World Cup final, um, and they've they've to be honest, it's in, in the knockouts they've not had the you know probably the easy they've had an easier run I would have said. Um, I mean, they played Netherlands in the quarterfinal, beat them two one after extra time, and then obviously. This game, I think, it wasn't it wasn't the best game of football to watch. Um, I I watched the whole game and and then it didn't it kind of kicked off in the last ten minutes really. Um, but yeah, no, I've been really impressed with Spain and I think they showed glimpses of it in the Euros last year. But I think this tournament they've kind of shown what they're made of. Yeah, absolutely, and you could say they were a little disappointed with their final result in the group stage against Japan, which meant that they finished second and ended up on the bracket of, uh, you know, facing the Netherlands in, in the knockout rounds. But they beat Costa Rica, they beat Zambia, lost to Japan, like we said, they beat the Netherlands. So they've bounced back from that defeat and almost used that as a wake-up call because Japan themselves eventually get knocked out. And Spain have taken that and, and built on that uh, group stage and gone ahead and put in some good results uh, from that point on. So you mentioned uh, they beat Switzerland in the round of 16, 5-1, which helps, right? It helps with the the feeling of, well, we can do this. And um, continuing on to the Netherlands, 2-1, like you said, an extra time. And then coming to Sweden again, 2-1 here in, in 90 minutes. So uh, they go into it full of confidence and they've had issues. They've maybe off the field that have brought them together and brought them closer. Do you think that's maybe the driving force to to get this done and show the federation and show the world that uh, no matter what's going on off the field, on the field, we are here and we mean business? 
yeah, I think it could definitely be um, a motivation. And I, I think they've got a, a, a huge amount of talent in that team. I mean, you've got Pateas coming back from her ACL. And I mean, when she got subbed off um, in the game against Sweden, she wasn't overly impressed. Um, but I just think that shows her desire to play. And um, But then you've got someone like Paralueo come, who comes off the bench against the Netherlands as well and scores scores the winner there and scores the opener against Sweden. Um, yeah, they've got they've got a huge amount of talent in that team, um, and a lot of young talent as well, which I think for them is really exciting. Um, kind of going forward. Um, but yeah, I think I yeah they're a good side, and they've they've shown this tournament that they can bounce back from a result like that Japan defeat and make it all the way to all the way to the final. Yeah, and um, I'm. Tournament and they've got Bon Mati uh, as one of the leading assist players. Navarro again in the assist, Hermoso in the assist. So you can see that they have some creative players that are putting the ball in the right areas for uh, various players to score because they don't have one outright yeah. top goal scorer, but they're spreading the goals across and they're scoring quite a few at least earlier in the tournament and then doing just enough to get through with the 2 1 win, a 2 1 win. Um, and they must come into this tournament or the final actually feeling really confident and good about themselves. Of course, England may end up being their biggest test uh, since Japan, but uh, even the Netherlands actually, but England come into it themselves on some good form and, and on the back of some good results. So um, can Spain get it done? I, uh, I, I don't think so. Um, I think England will beat them on Sunday. Um, I just think England after the Euros and then their performance that we'll talk about in a second against Australia England looked, England looked very good against Australia um, and I think don't get me wrong, it's not going to be an easy game for England and I think Spain have got such a possession based style of football that will really test England because England haven't really come up against a team that have had that much of the ball and will want that much of the ball um, so I think that'll be quite interesting to see how England react to that. I mean, I saw obviously in the Euros last year when they played them, it was quite a struggle for England. England were kind of five, six minutes from going out of the Euros when they played Spain. So that'll be quite an interesting test. Um, but as we've seen in this World Cup, I would say England are favourites, but favorites, the favourite tag means nothing in this World Cup. Yeah, it actually adds more more pressure and more expectations from from the team that's deemed as the favorite. And the on the other side, for a team like Spain, they look at that and say, well, we're here to spoil the party. We want to be the ones that, that can be um, seen as the underdog and can get the job done. And you're right, you mentioned the Euros. They did face off in the quarterfinal last year. So well, not too long ago where these two have met in a, in a major tournament and come up uh, with a good game, an exciting game where Spain almost made it to the end and then England pop up with two goals to to move ahead. So maybe some revenge playing on Spain's mind as well. But let's move on to England. Uh, we did a preview to the tournament, and England, you had said, had come in maybe not with the best form, even not scoring goals, looking a little shaky. But they ended up topping their group. They won all three games. And at that point, that was the moment, I think, where I felt that England were had turned the corner. They had left whatever had happened behind. 
uh, in the preseason or the build-up to this tournament and scored a few goals, felt good about themselves, and went into the knockout rounds uh, with some hope, maybe not thinking about the future or getting to a final, but just saying let's take it game by game and channel our inner selves from the Euros where we know how to handle a knockout stage. We know how to handle playing against some of the other teams where we are expected to win and we'll do the job. So 6-1 against uh, China and the group stage to close that out and then move on to the round of 16 where they played Nigeria. And that was no easy game. I mean, on a different day, they go out. Jane, uh, Lauren James picks up her red card there. Um, and then moving on to the quarterfinals, playing Colombia again, another team that you're expected to beat, but you just don't know on, on, the, on the night. And then Australia finally in the semifinal. Let's talk about the Australia game because I know you watched it live at uh, Box Park in Wembley. Yeah. Um, talk about the atmosphere, the, the excitement that's building up with this team as they progress along and now in the final. Yeah, it was a really good morning. Um, I kind of thought I may as well go and actually experience it and kind of get you know get into the into the spirit of it. And the the atmosphere there was it was very tense um, for the first until England kind of opened the score in Ella two, and I think it was quite tense up until that point. It kind of when Ella two scored, the place went it erupted. It was a really it was a really good atmosphere um, all morning and. Um, I think it was England's best performance um, of the tournament, personally. I think, obviously, the China game, they were probably a little bit more clinical um, and a bit more ruthless. But I think in terms of the opponent and also the situation, I mean, they're playing basically an away game, let's be honest, with 75,000, right. over 75,500 people. And the vast, vast majority of them were cheering on the Matildas. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really hostile atmosphere. And I think... Um, I think England kind of dealt with the Australian momentum in the first kind of 20 minutes, kind of putting a really a few really pretty crunching tackles in kind of um, Keira Walsh, Alex Greenwood picked up an early yellow as well. Um, but then I think I think they controlled the game really well. Obviously, Sam Carr did what Sam Carr does best and scored an absolute worldie from about 25 yards out and um, kind of equalised. And Australia deserved that at the start of the second half. Um, by far the better team at the start of the second half, and um, I think the the atmosphere got very nervy um, when that goal went in. It was a kind of a case of our <laughs> Australia about to come back, um, but then obviously Lauren Hemp, who I thought had probably her best game of the tournament, I thought she was phenomenal um, yesterday. Kind of pounced on the defensive error to make it two one. Um, and then, I mean, Sam Kerr missed two really good opportunities to equalise, which is so uncharacteristic of her. Um, but I think it could be, you know, she hasn't had many minutes in this tournament or as many as she would have liked. Um, and then as soon as two minutes later, after she misses the one from six yards out, Russo goes up the other end and um, after a great run from Lauren Hemp and slots it home to make it 3-1 to England and, and you know, and sending them to the final and the place the place went absolutely mental. It was, you know, um all the all the tunes were playing, you know, Sweet Caroline <laughs> and that. So um so yeah, no, it was a great atmosphere and you know, I think um on Sunday, I'm not there on Sunday, but it'll be a it'll be a great day on Sunday. Yeah, it it's brought the nation together on the back of what happened last last year with the Euros. 
And you can see, we've spoken about the growth of the women's game, but you can see the growth. You can feel the growth where England winning the championship last year, the Euro Championship, now go into this tournament with that buzz. People are feeling good. People showed up at what it was like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. for the game um, and supported the team, which is the most important thing. So uh, I'm sure Sunday will be sold out as well. It'll be a brilliant atmosphere. and, And hopefully they can get it over the line because... I feel connected to England with, you know, being a Chelsea fan, but on the men's side, followed the English team for a long time. Um, and it would be the first time since 1966 they, the nation wins a major tournament. Uh, and for the women to do it, nothing like it, right? So um, it's it's going to be a KG game. It's going to be a tight game. First goal is going to be important. Not that it's ever not important in a, in a final, but in this game itself. But even if England get the first goal, I see Spain have that that fire, that desire to come back and and score. So it's going to be have to be managed. But having played in a final last year, this team can draw upon that and and maybe not go into it as nervous as maybe as you would be if this was your first major final, right? Yeah, definitely. I think they've got that um, experience now. Um... A lot of that, pretty much the entirety of the squad really was part of that Euros team. There's obviously the odd, the odd few that have come in over the last year, but the vast majority of that squad have got European European Cup final experience now. So I think that's that will be key. Um, as you say with Spain, I mean, you saw that <laughs> in that semi final, they Sweden equalised, and less than ninety seconds later. Carmona was up the other end, smashing it beyond Musovic into the goal to make it 2-1. So they do have that ability to come back and and they will and it will cause England they do have players that will cause England um, challenges. Of course they do. And they wouldn't have got to the World Cup final without that. So um yeah, I think it's gonna be as you say, I think KG is probably the word. I think the first kind of first half hour um will be quite tense. I think both teams will try and figure each other out. But then that first goal will I think it'll open the game up and um and yeah, we'll see we'll see which team can come out on top. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm hopefully I'm kinda of back in England on this one, I have to admit. Yeah, I mean I, I would expect so, but uh, <laughs> apart from the fact that, you know, you're you followed them for the full tournament, they just seem to have the know how and it's maybe the growth of the WSL or the the exposure of being in the Champions League and playing uh, at the highest level where the English team now has leaders and has players that know how to navigate and get through a final. Of course, you, you talk about the Euros, but I'm talking about more on the club level, which is on a more day-to-day basis. But there's one person, Ray, that deserves a lot of credit, and that's the English, England manager, yeah. uh, Serena Weigman. She came in after the Phil Neville yeah. saga or, or era, um, and has been a be- breath of fresh air. She's been around for a while. She's managed club teams. She's managed Netherlands for the longest time. She actually was in a final with the Netherlands in 2019 and, and fell short. So this for her is almost a moment to go back and go that step further. But before we talk about that, when she was appointed, how did like what did you think of it? And, and did you think four years, three years down the line, you'd be talking about a Euros, Euros win and now potentially a World Cup win. I mean, I, w- I was really excited when she got brought in. Um, we've seen what she could do with the Netherlands team. 
Um, and she is the first now now the first coach to take two teams to two different World Cup finals or two different teams to two World Cup finals, which is in that's in the men and the women's game. I think it's it's an incredible achievement. I don't think in in the time span that it's happened, I didn't see it coming. Um, I didn't see it coming that quick. I think I think England have a lot of talent, and that's been clear for years. Um, but the way that she's got this team together. Um, I just think it's 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 incredible. Um, they've created this mentality of you know, I think it's almost it's very similar to Chelsea in a way that you know Emma Hayes described them as mentality monsters, and I think that's very much the case with this England team. Um, they've just got this mentality of we will not be beaten, um, and I think you know I, I I can really back Serena Wiegmann. I think what she's done is superb, but I think one of her best decisions, and this is kind of going back to the Euros was making Leah Williamson captain. Um, I really think she's a born leader. And obviously Millie Bright coming into this tournament has taken over. And obviously she's one of our own, so it's even better. Um, and on Sunday, it'd be amazing to see a Chelsea player lift the World Cup. That'd be insane. But I think having Leah, Leah's out there now as well. She's out there in Australia, which I think is a massive boost for the squad. Um but I think the leadership group in that team, obviously with Serena, with her assistants, and then Millie and Leah, I think it's a great kind of, it's a great balance and it's it's worked really well. It definitely has because England always are expected to do well, but they've fallen short and not made it to where they think they should be, which isn't always winning it, but at least being in the conversation. And in this case, they are in the conversation and 90 minutes, maybe 120 minutes, or a little bit more away from becoming immortal in, in the history of, of the sport on, in, the, in the nation. So um, big question for, for England, for Serena, is does Lauren James come back in? She's missed the last two. She is available for this game. Do you bring her right back in, or do you maybe bring her as a sub? I would bring her as a sub. Um, personally, I think the team that started against um, Australia, I think that's the team that starts the World Cup final. Um, I think it ju- it worked. It worked really well. Um, I think Hemp and Russo up top are forming a really good partnership up there now, and that was proven in the Australia game. Um, but then, obviously, having Lauren to come in off the bench... I think she'll be... She's an impact player, so I think coming off the bench with maybe... Depends on the game situation as well. I mean, right. Um, I think I think she will come off the bench. Um, I I just I just wouldn't start. I wouldn't interrupt the rhythm that this team has coming out of that Australia game. Um, obviously, there's no doubt she's had she had an incredible tournament up until obviously the red card. But I just think bring her off the bench and let her do her thing with half an hour to go. Yeah, and. It it really you said depends on the game, which is a hundred percent true. But in either scenario, if you're chasing a goal, you're chasing a win, versus maybe needing someone to hold on to the ball and defend and draw fouls, Lauren James can do it on both sides, and and that's the beauty of having her. And her missing the last two games must have hurt. Must have been something that she's had to take on the chin and and it, you know accept her actions, but felt like she could have contributed and of course they made it to the final so it doesn't feel as bad but she's just missed out on on those feelings and being on the pitch so um coming back as a sub i think would be the right move and 
Um, England do hold the advantage in a head-to-head. So these two have played 11 games. Spain have won two. England have won six. And there have been three draws. So uh, favors and points towards an England win. But you just have to manage the game like we're saying and and go into it not expecting to win because you do have to work hard and, and be smart about it. Uh, Ray, prediction time. It's going to be yeah. KG. We said it. So... Uh, what are you thinking in terms of a score? And who scores first? Um, I think England will win. Um, as I said earlier on, I think they've. I just think they've got too much quality, and this tournament's just it's just work for them. Um, I think I'm probably gonna go. I'm probably gonna go three one England, like it was in the semi final. Um, I think England will score first. Uh, I think Spain will then equalise, but then England might just do what they did to Australia. Um, I think I just I just think England have got too much quality um, for this Spanish team, and as I say, they're 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 quality side Spain. They really are. Um, but I think I will back England and go with a three-one win. So he's predicting that it's coming home. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it is. Um, I kind of thought the same last summer at the Euros, um, and I think, yeah, I'd 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 love to see them win it. You know, I've, having met a few, obviously a lot of the girls at Chelsea, I think it will be a really pretty special day if they were to go in and win it. Um, Absolutely, it, it will. I saw what it did to the game when they won the Euros last year. And how much the game has built this year, this past season, on that. So if they were to go on and win the Euros, uh, sorry, win the World Cup, I just think it will be absolutely huge for the game in England. And and I think also England do have a bit of a strategical advantage. They've got Kira Walsh and Lucy Bronze that play with the, a lot of those, the Spanish team at right, Barcelona, yep. which I think is a, that's a massive point that England need to kind of exploit in a way. I think that's something that will be getting talked about because I think that's a massive way into that Spanish dress and almost into that dressing room, really. Yeah, that that's a great point because knowing and having the know-how of how certain players play, their strengths, their weaknesses, and being able to share that, not to you know rat your teammate out on the club side, but just gain a little bit of an advantage in a final um, should be very helpful. And And I do agree. I think England win it as well. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-1, similar to the Euros uh, in the final where England eventually got over the line in extra time. I do expect that Spain will be tough to break down. They'll hold their own. They will. They do have a goal in them, uh, but England just seem to have too much, even off the bench, and, and that's where the difference will be coming home. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I'd back you on that. I think... Off the bench, England, especially if Lauren James is on that bench, I think that's right. she will be a game changer in that final. And you know, um, it was really good. the other person I've been really happy to see come off the bench a couple of times. Beth England's come off the bench, yeah, really dangerous. And obviously, Neve Charles has had a couple of appearances off the bench as well, which I'm a big Neve Charles fan, so that was uh, that's been really nice to see her come off the bench and get a couple of games at the World Cup. And um, I think one thing I have to say though, I have to give Australia a lot of credit. Yeah, for their performance in this tournament, I think they've been incredible. You know, they've really got the country behind them. I've seen a lot of videos on TikTok and YouTube and 
stuff like that about you know seeing all the fans and stuff in their fan parks and just on like the radio on the tv talking about it they've really got the country behind them and obviously it's been it's a shame that they didn't manage to go all the way um but hopefully the country gets behind them on saturday um when they play sweden and hopefully they can get a third place finish because i think that'd be really pretty that'd be really an incredible achievement um and i think they've had some some players that have really stepped up to the mark. I think, obviously, without Sam, I think, like, Hayley Rasso's had a great tournament. Steph Catley's had a great tournament. Katrina Gorey, who's, I think, there'll be a lot of people maybe looking at this Australian team and going, oh, I might have a, in the transfer market still being open, might be a few Australian players potentially on the move um, to Europe because they've had a, a superb tournament. Yeah, that's a that's a great shout in, in, in the build up to the final we almost forgot about the the teams that fell in the semi-final but even sweden had yeah. a great tournament a couple of our players current and former uh featured and and for as much as we'd like to see them in the final even just to make it this far uh is credit to them and hopefully next time they'll make it a step forward and yeah you're right australia not only just the team but even i think as a nation and hosting yeah. it with new zealand it's been That's a great spectacle time. It's been a great spectacle for, for the world to see. Um, and we wish them the best in the third place game. I know Australia will show up. I think they do want that third place finish. And, and you're right, even we're linked with a couple of their players that could be coming to yeah. Chelsea. Um, and that's great because that's what you want to see is these tournaments present an opportunity to players uh, to grow and, and get onto the bigger stage from uh, what they've just done. But it's been a great tournament. It's been a fun tournament to watch. And England are now one step away along with Spain and may the best team win. But in our case, we do think that should be England. So they live up to that and, and bring it home because it's as a nation, England do deserve this this moment. They've they've suffered for a long time uh, on the men's side as well as the women's side. And um, it would just be great to see the scenes right after. Yeah, it would be it would be pretty special. Um, I think. A few of us are going to try and get together to watch the game on Sunday. Um, I should I should hopefully finish work on time um, Sunday morning, get back and um, go and watch the game. And yeah, it will be a, it's going to be a spectacle. Um, I think the two two probably the best teams in the tournament have got to the final. The, neither of them have played particular. Um, I don't think either of them have had their best tournaments getting here. Um, but yeah, I think i think it'll be a really good final and hopefully as i say it'd be amazing to see millie bright lift the lift the world cup trophy i mean that would be that's incredible you know um it'd be pretty special and um and then yeah i mean the other person i think in the sweden side uh written canary johanna has had a great season uh, yeah. had a great tournament she's played superb i thought obviously zachira as well but yeah, I think the top the four teams that will play this weekend, they've all had very good tournaments, and there's a lot of um, Chelsea representation as well, which yes. um, which is really which is amazing. It's we've had a really good tournament as a club, I think, um, which and uh, it brings kind of a lot of optimism going into the new season. Definitely, and and you mentioned Millie Bright. If she does lift it, I think she should be in the shout for Ballon d'Or. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just going to leave that leave that there. Um, yeah, but enjoy the tournament with you. Uh, I know we were planning to do this episode a little bit earlier, but luckily we got it in. Yeah, uh, and hopefully uh, you'll enjoy the game. Our listeners will enjoy the game, and it will be a good 
spectacle and event for the the tournament to wrap up and uh, both games this weekend produce some gold some excitement and some drama like we saw in the yeah. men's final definitely but that wraps it up guys thank you very much for listening please continue to subscribe like and follow us it's at the premier chels on all podcast providers instagram and on twitter it's at premier chels and we will be back with a new episode but until then up the linuses. <laughs>